start the show. Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, The Creep Off. Hey, look at your background. Yeah, I'm coming to you live from Stuttering John's house. Nice. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's literally the, the exact same background. Where'd you find that? Uh, I just did a Google search for living room. That's and hilarious. That's for living room that Stuttering John can't afford. And that's what pops up. This is Vinny Paulino. My name's Carl Heberger. You're a terrible host. But... I do want to point out how funny this is for people who don't know what we're talking about. We do a video on YouTube of the show now. It's yeah, not just we do an audio podcast. Little live stream. We have a live stream. And Vinny right now has put in a green screen backdrop that is identical to Stuttering John's. Now, the one that John uses is to mask the fact that there are cockroaches jumping around behind him. Mine is the hide of Nicole Byer poster. Yes, yours is because of Nicole Byer has <laughs> <laughs> an autograph poster behind you. Uh, she didn't sign it. Yeah. So, uh, I love it. All right. Nice work, well, my friend. Thank you, friend. If that's all you prepared for today, then I say job well done. Thank you. That is uh, my one gag for the day. The rest of the day, I'm just going to sit here quietly and listen. Sounds good. While you're listening, <sighs> why don't you also pull up the poll from last week? I'm down 3-0 in this round of the creep off. Well, I just want to talk about the strategy that you pulled last week. Okay. By bringing in a Split uh, the vote. The split the vote wheel. strategy. Yeah. Because let's just take a look and see how that worked out. Yeah. Let's see how we did. Well, 46% for Caro. I'm going to assume that everybody that voted for Croge would normally vote for me. Hold on a second. So you got 23% of the vote. Yep. Croge got... 31%. And I received 46. I got to say, that's still very strong to have almost half of the vote, even with two other competitors. Well, I, I obviously deserve that. I victory. will say, Dennis Nielsen, complete creep. An animal died somewhere in my neighbor's yard this week, mm. and it was a terrible fucking smell. It smelled so bad every time I walked in my backyard that I went and knocked on their door and, like, can you fucking figure out what this is? You know what you do is you gut the animal. And then just use the skin and bones, and it won't smell as bad. Okay. That's what I learned from my creep last but week. But he put the organs, the organs like out. Yeah, you got to throw the organs out, yep. but just keeping the rotted bodies out. Oh, yep. I got so skeeved out, and all I could think about was this guy having a fucking tea party with corpses. So congratulations. I'll so, be a good sport. Yeah, that guy was, was definitely a creep. And now last week, we didn't have any parameters, which made it easy to pull creeps. This week, we're back to our themes. That and is our theme this week is directors. Creepiest director, obviously not named uh, Roman Polanski. You guys had a choice between creepiest actor, creepiest producer, and creepiest director. Directors won. So, Carl, you won last week. Congratulations. It's been a while. <laughs> I know it has. It's three to one. This is weird. I get to go first? You have to go first. So ring that bell, and you could deal with all that pressure going first. Let's do it. My creep is a very talented and capable director. Vinny, you're familiar with his work. In fact, just yesterday, he directed the Bills' offense at 31 points, throwing for 417 yards, 
Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills rolling all over the Miami Dolphins. He is a creep. He was imitating Pete Townsend. Yes. Vinny and I were messaging during the game. He was not thrilled with the celebrations that were going on. Yeah, a little ridiculous. That's not really a director. Although he did direct the offense pretty well. I like it if Josh Allen scores a touchdown, then he pantomimes putting his credit card number into a website for pedophile videos. Because that's what Pete Townsend did. (laughs) (laughs) That's a better Pete Townsend imitation. That would be funnier. Research. He's just doing some research. Yeah. All right. My creep is a director known as Luc Besson. He is a French director. You might know him from movies like The Fifth Element and Lucy. And, uh, Here is, during the Me Too movement, here are some of the things that came out about him. A second woman has accused French director Luc Besson of sexual assault, according to reports in the French media. A 49-year-old casting director has claimed she was assaulted by Besson and that he also demanded sexual favors from her on set. The demanding sexual favors on set seems like you might get caught doing that. They didn't read the writer. That's their fault. (laughs) But if if you don't want to get caught, the way to do it is this. The 49-year-old casting director said that she was assaulted by the director every time I took the lift with him. <laughs> In a lift? He gets a little handsy on the elevator. You oh, like the that? elevator. I thought it was like an Uber. Like, well, I no, I, I think that this is how, how uh, European people talk. The lift. The lift. She's like, oh, shit, I'm getting on the elevator with this creep again. He just starts feeling her up oh, in the yeah. elevator. That's really crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a little creepy. And then when uh, this accusation came out, two other women came forward. Two other women told Mediapart that Besson behaved inappropriately with them, with one actress claiming she had to escape from a casting in his Paris office on her hands and knees. <laughs> had to escape on your hands and knees? Or did you want to? How do you think that happens? I would like to know that story because they kind of just gloss over it. He's chasing her, I assume. Is he on his hands and knees? If she's escaping, I assume he's chasing her. Yes. Wow. Was, was she tied up? I don't, I don't know the answer to these things. Did she get the role? Is the big question. Did, did she get the part? And that woman, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> <laughs> Worked out well for her. Yes, yes. So you might have noticed when I played that first clip that it said uh, that these accusations were following uh, rape allegations. So let's hear about that. They follow allegations filed two months ago by a 27-year-old actress who claimed Besson raped her. French police are investigating the rape claim, which the French movie mogul's lawyer has publicly denounced as fantasist accusations. I don't know you should call it fantasist accusations. Like, a, a rape? Can you just say she's lying? Why would you say, oh, that's just a fantasy that she has? That seems wildly there's, there's a narcissism to Hollywood that's really special, and I think that's a great example that's of it. That's a pretty good example of it. She yeah. wishes I wanted to rape her. Yeah. she, she crazy? That's what she wanted. I mean, that's what her, where her sick brain was going to. All right. So wow. we all know, Vinny, there's a lot of different types of, of rape, and you know, there's the kind where you're in a relationship and you take things too far. I call it the Aziz Ansari. Sure. <laughs> and then there's the even creepier type of rape that I call the, the Bill Cosby. Sure. This one ends up in the latter a little bit more than the former. I apologize for the audio of this. It sounds like a robot talking, but this is the best recap I could find of it. The woman said to a radio station in Europe that the director supposedly put something in her tea and she passed out. Upon her momentary reawakening, she discovered he was raping and groping her. After finally gaining full consciousness again, the woman found a big handful of cash on the dresser, and she went to her friend's house afterward. 
According to Entertainment Weekly, the accuser arrived at her friend's home in tears and what was visibly shaken. Was it not enough cash? Like, what's what's the problem here? I'm, I'm a little bit confused. Drugging a woman and then taking advantage of her is got to be the worst type of uh, offense to this, I would imagine. Yeah, that's... Especially the payout at the end. It's like, you're not going to get the job, Tuts, but thanks. Thanks yeah. for your time. Here's, uh, here's scale. There's another woman, Sand Van Roy, who is an actress out of uh, France, who is uh, alleging that she was raped over years of time by this gentleman. Sand Van Roy accused the 60-year-old director of repeatedly raping her over a two-year period. An investigating judge reopened the case last week, eight months after prosecutors dropped it, following a new complaint by Ms. Van Roy. And according to Wikipedia, which I'm told by other true crime podcasters is the best source for information, five women have made similar statements against Besson, including a former assistant, two students of the Set du Cinema studio, and a former employee of Besson's Europa Corp. So this guy actually owns a production house in France, and he has a lot of people working there, and apparently he's taking full advantage of the opportunities that I just don't them. understand why these rich guys they just don't hire hookers. Right. I just don't understand it. You it's can even fucking tell them Hollywood. pretend you don't want it. They'll be like, yeah, that'll be easy. I can do that. Yeah. You want me just to lay here, go to sleep? Great. No problem. <laughs> yeah. I'll pretend you drugged me. Yeah. Or you can really drug me. I don't care. I'm a hooker. At the best part. At the best part of the end, just leave the money. It's fine. You already <laughs> know how to do this. All right. You ready for the kicker, buddy? Oh, I'll go right. You ready for the kicker for this one? Sure. In the year 1991, Bassan began a relationship with a 15-year-old actress named Minwan Basco. At the time, Bassan was 32 years old, dating a 15-year-old. He was working on a movie called Leon the Professional. That's about, a great movie. About a hitman. Do you know was he, movie? Is he the director? He was the director and he wrote it too. No, don't wrote, ruin that movie. He wrote yeah, and directed Yeah, I guess it is a little pedo-ish. Leon, Leon the, Pedoph the Professional is a cool movie. I almost said Leon the Pedophile. Well... You're, you're getting pretty close. Yeah, I so, can see it now, now that I'm thinking about it. His young girlfriend was actually given a role in that movie. And uh, Besco played a character titled Blonde Babe. This is the 15-year-old that he's dating. This is a movie he wrote in which a hitman forms a bond with a 12-year-old Natalie Portman, in which they both tell each other that they love each other. Yeah, they go on adventures. In the movie, they go on adventures. So... I want you to play. I sent you uh, a clip. This is very important. Now, remember, this is a guy who's 32 years old, dating a 15-year-old girl, casted a 12-year-old Natalie Portman, and this is the scene that he makes her do in the movie. And I'll describe it for people who aren't watching this. But yeah, so I, I started right start. where I gave you the timestamp. Yep, that's okay. perfect. So Natalie... I'm so wildly creeped out. Now, the next scene, she's Marilyn Monroe. She's got a thong up her ass, by the way. Now, this next scene, now she's Marilyn Monroe. It's over pants. Yes, but still. Happy birthday to you. How does a 12-year-old know these references? Birthday. You can stop that now. Yeah, that's really creepy. Okay, that's about the, the yeah, creepiest thing. Oy. This guy wrote this movie with a 12-year-old girl trying to oy. seduce an old man. I think she was just playing dress up. Well, yeah, or dress off. 
is what it looked like to me. The, yeah. Why would she come in with a bra on with her shirt all She was on, Madonna. Madonna was the it girl of the time. Not the material only, girl. Not only did Bassan date a minor, he also impregnated her. At the age of 16, Besco gave birth to Bassan's daughter, Shauna. Um, and it's interesting. You would think that if you impregnate a 15 or 16-year-old, there would be statutory rape allegations and charges coming your way. You would assume. You would assume. But guess what, Vinny? Good news for my creep. In the country of France, 15 is the age of consent. Celebrate <laughs> good times. Come on. So uh, back then, anyway, I don't know if it still is the case. But apparently, because he was in France, this was all fine. So he is a pedophile and a rapist and has written some really creepy scenes in the movies about mm. said things. Huh. That is my creep this week, Luc Besson. Luc Besson. Well, yes. folks, that was Carl's story this week. And uh, my uh, director uh, is a gentleman by the name of Victor Salva. All right. Now, Victor Salva uh, started his career in about 1988. I'm not going to get too deep into it because I know that pisses off Carl. But uh, You're learning! Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me, let me read you his first screenplay. It's uh, 87 pages. Here we go. Either way, he made a short film, a 35-minute film, and Francis Ford Coppola was so enamored with Victor Salva's talent that he decided to fund his next movie. Who's that, a guy I should know? Francis Ford Coppola, the director of The Godfather. I'm kidding. Uh, the director I know, I know. of uh, I know. Apocalypse Now. It's so easy to throw you off. I love it. Oh, I hate you. like, God. what? You never heard of this guy? Nah! <laughs> Stop trolling me, Carl. I can't. What am I, fucking Seamus? Leave I me alone. I can't ever stop. So Salva gets funding from from freaking the, one of the biggest directors in the world, and he makes a movie in 1989 called Clown House. <laughs> okay. Now It sounds pretty good, by the way. It sounds good. It's a simple plot. It's really basic. It's uh, three half-naked teenage boys running from scary clouds at a house. Okay. It still sounds pretty good to me. Is that yep. weird? Yep, so I'm going to play you some things. It's also actually the debut of a very great actor, Mr. Sam Rockwell. Oh, okay. So I'm going to play you a clip from the movie, Carl. And I just want you to describe what's happening to okay. this clip for Sounds me, okay? Good. I want you to do the play-by-play -play the same way you did for uh, I Natalie will. Portman. I've never seen this movie, so this will be... Uh, you guys want to show you really got some hair? Casey? The boy in the bathtub who's um, taking a bath. You want to show you really got hair where it counts? What? There's another boy on the... Toilet. Well, since we're all feeling so brave tonight... Probably and mom won't be home till late. We could have some real scary fun. I remember. So now the boy's getting out of it. I remember, the Casey? Ghost stories. These are creepy best in yeah. the bathroom talking about ghost stories. You wanna? Did you hear the first words out of Sam Rockwell's mouth there? What did he say? Uh, here, I'll give you. All right. Just I'll, I'll, you guys want to show you really got some hair, Casey? You know, I want to show you really got hair where it counts. Oh, God. Yeah. How about that dialogue? You two prepubescent boys, one is in the bathtub, the other one is for taking a shit. Yeah. And Sam Rockwell is standing there fully clothed, watching them both, just supervising. And asking about if they have hair where it counts. Yeah. Do you want to see if you got, we want to get some hair down there? Hair where it counts? 
mom's not going to be home till eight. This is literally the dialogue in the fucking movie. Okay. Well, I mean, people make movies about serial killers and stuff, too. Doesn't yeah. Mean they are yeah. a serial killer. Well, that, that little boy in the bathtub is a little 12-year-old. His name was Nathan Winter. Nathan Forrest Winter. Yeah. And uh, there's another scene where I actually had to do some editing on this, Carl, some visual editing. Okay. But uh, this is another scene well, maybe where- Maybe you're the creepy director. The middle brother, right? The middle brother catches Sam Rockwell jerking it. Okay. And then walks in to find his other little brother had just pissed the bed. This is this is Clown House we're this talking about? This is Clown House we're talking about. <laughs> what a great plot this Yeah. Is. So here you go. Here's just another little clip. Okay. And see if you can guess where my edit is. You ever walk into me like that again? I'll step on your face. Sorry. You sleeping bare ass now? <laughs> you can see the kid's asshole. There's a 12-year-old with his pants it. down with just his little bare bottom just sitting there. And... That little bare bottom got Mr. Salva in a lot of trouble, Carl. Now, yeah. this guy wrote and directed this. He has the opportunity to make a movie financed by Francis Ford Coppola. Who? Exactly. And this is what he fucking makes. Yeah. The wow. scene of these three young brothers going around the house. Well, during the, this time, uh, things took a truly awful turn when Salva enlisted 12-year-old Nathan Winters for some extra rehearsals. During filming, the sixth grader's mother, Rebecca Winters, began to suspect her son was being terrorized both on and off the set. She said, Victor said, I couldn't go to the set. The director barred the kid's mom from the set. Okay? She confronted her son, and finally he admitted it and told his mom, I have a secret I can't tell anyone. Police raided the director and former child care worker's home. That's right. He was working in daycares before this. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. They always uh, find a way, don't they? They found child pornography, including a homemade pornographic tape that showed Salva engaging in oral sex with his pre-adolescent star. <laughs> the director did what the director does when he has a young boy on set by himself. Yes. Roll cameras. <laughs> and he fucking filmed himself mouth-fucking a 12-year-old boy. Oh my! Yeah. So he get, he ended up pleading guilty to yeah. five felony counts. Pretty good idea. There's a lot of evidence yeah, against yeah, you. Yeah, there. You, you weren't going to get away with one. this. Lewd and lascivious conduct, oral copulation with a person under 14, and three counts of procuring a child for pornography. He's also a lifetime sex offender. He's on the registry. He was sentenced to three years in prison. He spent 15 months in a halfway house. Wait a second. You can go down on a 12-year-old and all you get is uh, three years? No, no. You could face fuck a 12-year-old <laughs> and only get three years and serve 15 months in a halfway house. Interesting. Gotta love Hollywood. Gotta love the business. Since then, would you like to guess how many movies he's made, Carl? Um, one. Nine. Really? Nine movies. For major studios? Like Fucking Disney, Carl. Oh, he's back in Hollywood working for Disney? Disney? It's bad enough that they hired Ryan Johnson to do a Star Wars movie, but this is out of control. It was for Buena Vista, which is part of Disney's company. Roger Birnbaum of Caravan Pictures, which produced Powder, said at the time, quote, he paid for his crime. He paid his debt to society. Silva or Salva said in a statement himself, how deeply I regret my actions. I paid for my mistakes dearly. Now, nearly 10 years later, I'm excited about my work as a filmmaker and look forward to continue to make a positive contribution to our society. You know how I know he's not reformed his ways? How's that? He's working for Disney. This is what Disney's response to, oh, hey, wait. you guys hired a pedophile. Yeah, D Disney actually said this. Let's see that dick. Which no. I thought was wildly no. inappropriate. No. <laughs> he said, Disney spokesman John Dreyer retorted, what's the point? 
other than you want to make headlines. Don't they have like a major PR firm that they work with that could help them with those types of things? Uh, you would think. Variety reported anonymous powder crew members' accounts of Salva's on-set conduct. The knowledge made some crew members wary of Salva's behavior on the set, and one tried to warn miners to stay away from Salva. Two crew members said Salva hung around miners employed as extras. The children were invited to sit in the director's chair, and Salva frequently lunged with them, the crew members said. So he's having lunch with just kids that are extras instead of fucking maybe the director of photography. Right. Maybe talk to some of the, the people that are important on the set. No, well, he's hanging out with the fucking teenage extras. Did you see the key grips ass though? It's not worth it. It's not worth having a conversation And you know, he guy. can't be around kids anywhere else. He's on the fucking registry, Carl. That's a good point. Yeah. So he the first time he has the opportunity, he's just having lunch <laughs> with the fucking kids. Oh, you're the high school kids from the set. Hey, well, you know, I was in high school once. He's hey, bringing Lunchables for everybody. Dash. Hey, lunch is at me. Also, you want to be skeeved out? Here's a picture of him. Okay. Oh, yeah, he's a creep. <laughs> this is a quote from him in an interview in 1999. He said, I think studio exec saying, quote, he'll never work again was all for show. My God, if they were to take the arrest records of every filmmaker or actor, they'd have to shut this town down. Let's face it. Anybody can work here who makes money. That's what Salva said. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. And, and these in 2001, are all Carl? Creeps. But the problem is, is that pedophilia is a special type of police wreck. Working around children when you know that you're attracted to them and want to have sex with them should not be allowed. If, he, a, if a guy, I don't know, murdered his wife or something, he can still make movies. It's fine. He did work again, and he is most famous for his horror franchise, which made big, big money, Jeepers Creepers, which mm. he wrote and produced. Did you see that, Carl? Jeepers Creepers, does that feature uh, children by any chance? Uh, well, Carl, it does feature teenagers uh, running away from a monster. Kind of like his clown movie to begin with. But Are they jerking off in the bathroom together, too? He, and shitting. They made three of these movies, and during the third one, he got into a little bit of trouble again. It's 2017 when the third one comes out. His record has kind of caught up with him. Yeah. The Union of British Columbia Performers made an official warning against Salva and urged actors not to audition or accept a part in a movie after a casting call was revealed. Salva was looking for an 18-year-old to play a character whose stepfather made overtures at her when she was 13. So he was trying to make a part of the story about a girl who was molested by an adult. Is, is he openly gay, by the way? I believe he is. Okay. I believe he is. Salva left this backstory in the movie for the theatrical cut, but did remove a now what is considered infamous joke he wrote for this film. Oh, boy. Two adult characters are talking about the sexual abuse of a 13-year-old girl at the hands of her father. The exchange between the two characters expresses sympathy for the child's abuser, and here it is. Quote, can you blame the stepdad, though? I mean, look at her. The heart wants what the heart wants. Am I right? That's End not, quote. That's not a joke. That's what he put into this that's, Jeepers Creepers thing. That's just creepy dialogue. That's not a joke. It's uh, a joke! Oh. So Victor Salva, still working, Jeepers Creepers 4... Who knows if it'll happen or not, kids. But if it does, <laughs> stay away from the premiere. Oh, right. Oh, by the way, the soundtrack already came out for Jeepers Creepers 4. Oh, good. Yeah, it's got this song on it. Ain't only raping children. I don't know if that's going to make the actual movie or not. Maybe he's gonna, during the credits it runs. He's going to make you a star, kids. Oh. But here's the thing. When we picked this category, I was thinking Roman Polanski first off, obviously. Then yeah. I'm thinking like Woody Allen's a good pick. Sure. Then I'm thinking fucking uh, Brian Singer. Who's also gotten into a lot of trouble? Alfred Hitchcock was kind of a creep. I don't know. Alfred was Hitchcock he... was a creep. Yeah, but he really, 
He kind of ruined a lady's life. But who, I don't think uh, he face fucked any kids. No, it wasn't children with him. It was it was just it was like psychological torture on actresses. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Some would argue that is real art. <laughs> not me. <laughs> not me. Not us. Not us here. <laughs> who are these people? But Brian Singer, Woody Allen, all these guys have one thing in common. They were never arrested. This guy fucking pled guilty. That's true. Went to prison. Yeah. And in his, during his time in prison, came out and had a huge career. I mean, you and I wouldn't be able to get a job at a Burger King with that record. He's getting hired by Disney. This probably. show would disqualify us from employment. But this motherfucker's making a fourth of a franchise. Interesting. Hollywood, baby. Hollywood. That is this week's competition. Remember to vote on Twitter at CreepOffPod. I'm excited. Get me back in my winning ways, people. Hey, Vinny, do we have... I was thinking about this on the way over today. Do we have a tagline for this show? No. We I should have one. I, I have an idea for one. How about uh, a true a true crime podcast made by creeps for creeps about creeps? It's a little too on the nose. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> it's a little too on the nose. <laughs> Might sum it up a little bit too well. Yeah. All right. So we'll keep it vague. Let's uh, hit up the voicemail, shall we? Oh, yeah, we? we got some voicemails? We do. If you want to leave a voicemail for the show, all you have to do is call 585-371-8108. This one came from our pal Imbecile. Imbecile here. I just wanted to say that the Proj was a breath of fresh, creepy air on the show. I always thought he sounded like a gay Jackie Gleason, but now that I've seen him... He looks like a gay Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and to prep boy rich, you are a pussy, my friend. A big, fat, uninteresting pussy. Oregon. Oregon. All right. You know, some people have said that Abraham Lincoln was gay. So I don't know that a, a gay Abraham Lincoln is kind of redundant. Sure. It was. I was surprised how many people had not seen Crozier before. And were shocked by his neckbeard appearance. Yeah. I mean, what did they think that man was going to look like? Right. And I, he was great on the show, too. I, I love that he brought Paris Hilton. I thought that was a lot of fun having a third uh, chair. I enjoyed it. He'll be back. Yeah, we'll have for him sure. again. We'll, we'll have some third chairs in here every now and again just to spice things up. Yeah, that was good. That was Whenever that, Carl that was and good. I just don't want to be alone with each other. True. Yep. Here's, fucking, a, fucking here's another one. Uh, this is someone commenting on our voting system on Twitter. Vinny, since you moved the voting to Twitter, and I do not have a Twitter, you are suppressing the vote. Okay? This week, I'd like to cast my vote for Carl's Creep. That's okay? Right. Put it down for one for Carl. Put it down! No bullshit games, Vinny. Up to 50% of the vote. This guy called me, too. I think this is the same person. Carl, I left a message on the Creep offline. <laughs> He didn't think you were going to play it. So he sent me the same the same message. There's no cheating here. We Whatever it is, it is. Wow. And by the way. No, no cheating, Vinny? No cheating? No. Well, you cheat. Uh, the consequence. Oh, speaking of real consequences, okay. yeah. uh, I will be performing my duty, and I will be doing my 12-hour live stream this Saturday. So keep an eye on the YouTube channel, the Creep Off YouTube channel, where I will be broadcasting my torture live. So this is going to be 8A to 8P? Correct. This on, Saturday. On Saturday, Eastern Time. Correct. You'll be live streaming. And I get to choose some of the podcasts you have to listen to yep. on this live stream. Correct. Send me suggestions, too, if anybody wants. Because I was thinking about it. Patrick Mike is a little too entertaining. Oh, good. I, I can't include. I need some real. I need something to really make me think. And if anyone feels pity on me, you can send me Grubhub. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wants to Jesus just Christ. have food delivered. You're going to have so much pizza in this place. You're going to need amazing. Grubhub on top of that. I can't wait. Help me get through it. Send pizza. 
I'll make a sign. So uh, finally, our uh, last voicemail of the week. Here we go. Make it go straight to the fucking voicemail and skip the goddamn ringtone. Anyway, I got a suggestion for the Wheel of Consequences. Uh, the loser has to watch the Netflix special Cuties <laughs> for 24 hours on live stream. Because <laughs> that's a fucking creepy movie. I, I think once would still be a pretty I good think that maybe have to watch it three times would be really torture. Isn't it like three hours? It's I a long I movie. I hope not. Jesus Christ. Either way, we'll put that. We will replace 12-hour podcast stream yeah. with having to watch Cuties. So like that's it. a good suggestion. It's going on the wheel, baby. Well done. Well done. Carl, I think you need to hit some scum parade music so we get the fuck out of here. Let's today. go to the parade. Fuck you. 417 yards. Well, three touchdowns. Did you know, and I said this to you earlier, did you know that the Miami Dolphins have not one player who plays defense? It's incredible. Yeah, I was surprised that they they played that poorly on defense. Well, let's talk about what matters. Pizza guy, Stephen Lee Donovan, uh, was seated behind the wheel of a 1996 Honda Civic parked outside a Circle K in Fruitland Park, Florida. He was masturbating. So he's just sitting in his car outside of a gas station jerking it. Did you say 96 Honda Civic? Correct. 96. Correct. It probably doesn't even have Bluetooth. You know how old that is? He's got, he doesn't even have the little plug for the jack to put in his iPod. The auxiliary He input? doesn't have the aux input. He has to use a cassette tape Holy with shit. a cord attached to yes, it. Yes, right. Yeah, if you <laughs> to hook up his phone to hear the audio on his board, he has to use a cassette a tape. A 96 Honda Civic. What a creep. All right, moving on next. Oh, wait, you said he was masturbating? He was. Well, the 96 okay. Honda is a rocket. Don't come a knocking. A woman whose car was parked next to the Honda noticed that the vehicle's sole inhabitant had penis in hand and was stroking himself in up and down motions. Unfortunately for Donovan, the witness was an off-duty cop from a neighboring city. The person so, who wrote this article had way too much fun with it, by the yeah. way. Yeah. She copied down the late the plate number, provided it to the police. Uh, cops tracked down the vehicle to a residence where they found Donovan, who works for a place. They had to mention the name of the place. I know. Hungry Howie's Pizza Franchise. I'd try them. Sounds good. Hungry Howie. Howie's, yeah. yeah. Sounds like good. Maxine Monroe, his 20-year-old girlfriend, was at the house. She also owns the car. Yeah. I was going to say, jerking off in your girlfriend's car can get messy. Literally and figuratively. Yes. After the cops start to question him, he told the cops that he went to the Circle K around 10 o'clock to grab a drink, but that was it. And the second he said that, like, oh, so you were there? All right, you're under arrest. They yeah. put him in handcuffs. Yeah, because he, he was wearing a black mask or something while he was well, you know, he was Well, yeah, he probably thought he was keeping it kayfabe, keeping yeah, it down right. low. They mentioned a lot of details in here that the general public does not need to know. For example, the license plate number is listed on here. Did it you see what it was? Is. It certainly J- is. J-A-C-R. Jacker. 
Jack- is his license plate. <laughs> Jacker 06. Jacker 06. It should have been Jacker 96. Right. Oh. Jacker 06 would be an upgrade. That's the name of this episode, Jacker 06. Yeah, that's that's impressive. It, maybe it's a vanity plate. I don't know. Well, the cop said he was, quote, very apologetic to Maxine. Of course he was. I'm sorry, baby. I didn't mean to do it in your car. Oh, my God. I mean, could you imagine having to have a conversation with your girlfriend about You can borrow my her- car. But please do not jerk off in it. I know. I told you. I never now, jerk off. Every time for the rest of their relationship, whenever he needs to run to the store, <laughs> yep. he's gonna hear, "You're not gonna jerk off in the car, are you? <laughs> Why do you have that lotion? You don't need that lotion to drive a car. Ah, oh, I just cut the interior cleaned. So yeah, she brings it to Delta Sonic. That's another regional reference. She brings it to Delta Sonic. Like, ma'am, we're not cleaning this interior. Ah, oh, it's her. It's Maxine again. <laughs> Why does she let him borrow this car? <laughs> like a 96 Honda isn't even going to survive the car wash. Like the panels are going to fly that's off. That's a good point, too. Uh, so Donovan acknowledged that he was, quote, horny and masturbating to pornography. Could you imagine if he wasn't horny? Like, I, I just forced myself to do it. I wasn't even into it. Well, he Thank also, God he was at least horny when he did that. He did have a good excuse for his, to his girlfriend, according to the police. He told her, I didn't think masturbating in your car was illegal. I didn't think so either. I think you have to be driving and above other cars, though. That's that's what it's fine. Really? Get a yeah. Get, you ever see those guys that have like the big big F one fifty or just truckers, trucks? just fucking truckers, truckers in general? All of them are jerking off while they're driving. All of them, hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know if you know that. It's a true fact. That's what. That's when they come, they blow that horn. Yeah. You ever drive it? You hear that? Meh, meh. It just means a trucker shot a load. Right. It doesn't mean that you're in front of them and you cut them off. It has nothing to do with that. Nope. They're just, just shot a load. It. Yep. So uh, he's in jail. I like that story. It's a fun story. It is. A fun I feel story. like we've done that story before. When when you sent these over to me, that was the one I thought jerking off in his car, caught by a uh, off duty police officer. I swear to God, we've done that. That before. was Kellen Winslow. Oh. <laughs> Do you remember the Kellen Winslow story? So this wasn't Kellen Winslow this no, time? No, this was not Kellen Winslow. Oh, okay. Kellen Winslow, though, did it in a Target, and it wasn't in front of it. That's right. Cop. I knew I'd heard that story before. Yeah, so. <laughs> okay. Okay. I forgot how horny that dude was. He brought in a portable DVD player to a player's meeting so he could jerk off yeah. the porn. <laughs> that was I an amazing story. Yeah, and I, I ended up having to spin the wheel, and I lost that week with the greatest fucking story in the world. Oh, I hate all of you. That's right, so, baby. Uh, Rock, paper, scissors. 36-year-old Teresa Staley had an eventful trip to the adult store. Apparently, she stole a sex toy and then took off all of her clothes and started using it while still in the store. Yeah, this didn't make any sense to me at all. It's called try before you buy, not shop. She didn't leave the store with it. She was using it in the store. Why did they say she stole it? Well, she's all you'd ever want. She's the kind I'd like to flaunt and take to dinner. I love her. I think she's great. But she yeah, always knows her place. She's, she's jerking off in the middle of a store. You know how many customers are happy about that? Like, oh, there's a show today? I didn't even know. So the this is the cop's retelling of the situation. I didn't send you this. I saved it. I hid it oh, from you. Okay, cool. A cop says, as I opened the doors and entered the stock room, I found the female sitting in an office chair with her feet up on the table. The officer wrote on the affidavit, she had in her hand a pink-colored penis-shaped sex toy that she was using as a, quote, in a masturbatory manner. Yeah. Oh. That's what the cop had right down in a masturbatory manner. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. 
That's what those things are for. <laughs> you don't it's, admire them from afar. You shove them up your cooch. <laughs> what are we talking about? He uh, he noted that uh, when she saw the cop, she stopped making use of the sex toy, dropped it on the ground, according to the document. The total cost of the sex toy, an unspecified garment that she tried on, was just under $46. So, you know... People often talk about the negative side effects of crystal meth. No one ever talks about the hilarious side effects of crystal meth. Like, this should be celebrated. I like the, the idea that this lady's just free. Right. No drugs involved. Oh, no. I, I think she's got to be high out of her fucking mind. She took off all her clothes and started jerking off in the middle of a sex store. So she's charged with a decent exposure. Yeah. And uh, she was arraigned on the charges. And theft. Yeah. That's the yep. stupidest part. She never left the store. Well, they can't sell it. And she didn't have the opportunity to pay for it. Well, hold on a second, though. In the try before you buy, maybe she's saving someone. Maybe it wasn't a very good sex toy. Huh. So they can't resell it, but it's like, good. Someone would have been pissed off buying this thing anyway. Could you leave a nice Yelp review? <laughs> Could you just say something nice about the store? Uh, she also has a lengthy record dating back to at least 2001, which includes multiple convictions for soliciting prostitution and possession of drug paraphernalia. And resisting an officer. Earlier this year, she was arrested on a charge of grand theft auto. So she's uh, a lot of fun. She's a lot of fun. I like this lady. She knows how to have a good time. She does. A gentleman by the name of Elijah Lopez has pleaded not guilty in connection with an August 18th incident. According to the L.A. Police Dist or the uh, District Attorney's Office, a man is facing attempted kidnapping charge after allegedly trying to take a six-year-old from her blind father. Yeah, you know the old saying, it's like taking a toddler from a blind man. You know, it should be really easy to do. And this happened. Anyone can do that. It's like taking a toddler from a blind guy. He was probably just a director trying to cast his new right. movie. Very um, this did happen in LA. The girl and her father were riding a blue line train home August 18th. Lopez was also on the train and allegedly followed the pair when they got off the train. The suspect asked the father if he could, quote, take the girl home. The dad was like, no. Okay, let me sum it up for you. Yeah. They, were, they were on a train. He was trying to grab the, the girl, the blind father's holding the he girl. He asked a whole bunch of times and just follow them badger and be like, hey, let me take your kid. Right. So then they get off the train to go to a bus. He follows them and gets on the bus with them yep. and again tries to take the girl with all these people around. And the question I have, because they didn't say it in the article or the video that I watched, was the girl a looker? Was it a very attractive girl? It had to be. Dad didn't know, though. <laughs> I would imagine. Dad couldn't tell. I would imagine. Well, wait till she gets to high school, Pop. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get worse. Uh, when he tried to grab her, he ended up doing that in front of their house. Like, he followed them all the way to their house after they got off the bus. And a neighbor stepped in, called the police, and this guy is under arrest. But he grabbed the kid and legitimately tried to pull the child away. And people had to stop him. Multiple times out in public, nobody called 911. Nobody Unreal. thought this was that big of a problem, apparently. This is just a fucked up story. So. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. There we go. Now, let's talk about our final creep, shall we? Yep. Our final creep in the scum parade is a uh, a star, actually. Jerry Harris. You know who Jerry Harris is, Carl? I did not know who Jerry Harris was. I had to do some research because he was described as a celebrity cheerleader, which is an oxymoron. Cheerleaders are not celebrities. They're the ones rooting on the celebrities. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Celebrity cheerleader. Do you know who that is, Carol? No. I could not name a single cheerleader to save my life. There were some Buffalo Jills that gave me herpes, but I don't remember their names. <laughs> There's some Buffalo Bills who gave you herpes. Oh, uh, that's a lot you. Jerry Harris, uh, he experienced a meteoric rise to fame this year when he was featured on Netflix 
cheer docuseries. Uh, apparently, he's been under investigation by the FBI for soliciting photos and sex for minors. God, Netflix can't catch a break, can they? They're doing just <laughs> fine, which is amazing. <laughs> the U.S. Attorney's Office said Thursday, according to federal court records, Harris admitted to agents that he solicited and received explicit messages on Snapchat from at least 10 to 15 individuals he knew were minors and had sex with a 15-year-old at a cheerleading competition in 2019. Also paid a 17-year-old money in exchange for nude photos. The initial criminal investigation was based on allegations brought by a 14-year-old set of twin brothers. These two kids ratted him out and his whole fucking little house of cards fell down. Can I just tell you that his style of sexting with these young boys is not good. So the one boy has his leg up over his head. He's like doing the splits. Yeah, and this was a Snapchat video that the kid posted. It was just a video of him showing what a good athletic cheerleader he was, apparently. Right, right. So this guy takes a screen cap of that and texts him directly and it says, do it naked and take a video and show me winky face. Like, whoa, buddy, you got to like work into that. That's the first thing you text somebody. Do that again. Take off your fucking clothes and show me. Wink. Yeah, and then a winky face <laughs> if that makes it all better. Oh, that's just like adding the LOL to the end of it. Right. <laughs> wow. Hey, I kind of want to rape you, LOL. Like, that doesn't, that's, that's not okay. He's Talk also accused of asking one of the brothers to have sex with him in 2019 at two cheerleading competitions. The brother said he declined both times. Harris, who grew up in Illinois, has also cheered since he was a child. Gained national promise in January through the show. Uh, let me tell you how big of a celebrity this fucking kid is. Yeah, please. Uh, in the months that followed this thing being released, he got to be on Oprah. He interviewed celebrities on the red carpet for the Oscars and filmed a short video with former Vice President Joe Biden. Oh! And, and, and <laughs> Kamala amazing. Harris' Instagram page that has 1.2 million followers. And just this past weekend yesterday, Cheer won an Emmy. Did it really? It did. If wow, they really do celebrate pedophilia in Hollywood. They don't really they? do. That's God, be they the love lesson it. today. If convicted, Harris faces 15 to 30 years in federal prison. You know, this just goes to show what I've been saying all along. QAnon is right. <laughs> You've been saying it. I've been I just saying haven't it been for listening. years. I've been going, it's just a bunch of kids trolling dumb adults. But you're like, <laughs> no, no, they're onto something. Wow. You finally get a celebrity cheerleader. Imagine being a cheerleader like, Finally, there's a docu-series, we have a face to this, we have a celebrity cheerleader, and he turns out to be a total creep. Uh, wah, wah, wah. Also like your theme, a little on the nose. So, ladies yes. and gentlemen, that is this week's Scum Parade. Carl, did you have a good time today? Today was fun. It's funny because when I showed up here, you were yeah. in a good mood. Uh-huh. You were feeling underprepared. Yep. To make your case. And I beat your ass. And you still gave us way too many details and talked for way too long. But you're getting better. Thank you. Yeah. I try so hard. I, I, I appreciate it. Thanks that. for watching you folks on the live stream. Hope uh, some of you who haven't checked it out yet will join us on there uh, this Saturday for my live stream. 8 to 8. 12 hours of podcast torture starring me. Hey, by the way, how do people find the live stream if they're interested in checking it out? I will post it in our Discord. I will post it in our Twitter account. And I will also post it. I'll tweet it myself. So if you're following me at Vinny Paulino, I'll tweet it so okay. you guys could find it. And if you just subscribe to the YouTube channel, it'll pop right up. Okay. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. We do it at noon, around noon every Monday, noon Eastern time. Correct. If they want to check it out. Now, cool. uh, folks, that's 
it. Remember, it's nice to be important. It's way more important to be nice. Gigia! Sleep well, everybody. The license plate was Jacker. Jacker 06. Jacker 06. And I understand it's the girlfriend's plate. It's still a little too on the nose. Jeez Louise. <laughs> like a virgin Touched for the very first time Like a virgin Hooray for Hollywood That's gooey bally hooly Hollywood Where any office boy or young mechanic Can be a panic with just a good-looking pan And any shop girl can be a top girl If she pleases the tired businessman Hooray for Hollywood You may be homely in your neighborhood To be an actor, see Mr. Factor You make your kisser look good Go out and try your luck You may be Donald Duck Hooray for Hollywood